You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. On today's episode, we're talking about what she's thinking when she ghosts you. What is she thinking? And we're going to be actually going into every single step of the way. Like, what is she thinking if she ghosts you from the very start of dating, even like the very beginning on a dating app, all the way to you've been on, you know, 10 plus dates with her and she's ghosted you from there, which uh, I got to say is pretty crazy, but it does happen, unfortunately. So we're going to be going over every single mindset of what she's thinking when she does that. And this is going to help you so that you can hopefully prevent it. Obviously, you can't fully prevent it. People are just going to do this. Uh, Women are just going to do it to you as you have a lot of volume. Like That's the thing too, is you're going to notice that the more women that you go on dates with, that you swipe on, the more women that you approach, the more that you put yourself out there, there's just going to be a percentage of women who are going to flake on you, who are going to ghost you, who are not going to be responsive. We live in a world now where it's just very easy to do that. It's interesting because it's a couple things that are happening. One, everyone has more volume, right? So we're able to meet more people than we ever have in the history of the world. And two, it's easy to ghost people, or I should say it's, it, it is easy to ghost because, you know, you don't have to talk to that person anymore. And you can just not respond. So it seems to me that ghosting is almost a thing today because of how much volume is there. So you just say no to people in the easiest way possible by not being responsive. It's a very terrible thing. I don't recommend that you do it. Um, You know, it's really one quick line to give someone. You just say, hey, wish you the best. Didn't feel a connection. And that's pretty much it. And you don't have to go into a whole deep conversation after that. You can send that and literally never send it again. I mean, you don't have to do that. But if they're texting you, they're trying to meet up with you, I would say it's probably a good move. You'd want that done to you better than being ghosted. But anyway, that's the reason why ghosting is happening so much. Uh, it, it is definitely very weak. But let's, let's dive in. Let's talk about what is happening and why she's doing it from the very beginning. All right, so first, the dating app. Okay, so you're on a dating app. And by the way, that's probably the most you're going to get ghosted. But there's the thing with dating apps you don't really owe someone much of your time. Dating app is known to be very transient, very fluid. You're starting a lot of conversations. You're having a lot of conversations. It just, you know, I wouldn't be too butthurt by the whole situation. I mean, I wouldn't, and I hope you're not butthurt anyways by someone ghosting. It's, it is what it is and you just move on. But on the dating app, I don't even know if I would call it ghosting. I'm just going to be talking about this because I think it still pertains to this concept of like, why is a woman starting to talk to you and then just leaves, you know? So it does happen a lot. It's 
totally fine. Even if you're doing it, it's totally fine. You just don't owe anyone a response. But let's say you do start some conversations on an app and you got a lot of women there who are just not responsive to you. Like, why is this happening? Okay. Very simple. You got lost in the mix. She found someone else. You have to understand what's happening on a woman's dating app. When a woman is on a dating app, she has so many men knocking on her door. Lots of messages, lots of likes. And if she's above a seven, let's say, right? Someone who is, who is fairly attractive to very attractive, she can pretty much have most of guys' attention. So imagine the overwhelm that must be had when you have that many people coming in, messaging you, and pretty much anytime you like someone, they're going to like you back, right? So that means that she has lots of options, lots of people banging on her door. And so you're being ghosted because she's got a lot of other options and a lot of other guys that she can be with. So maybe you guys are messaging and it's going well. And all of a sudden you ask her for her number, you ask her out, or you just ask her any question and she's gone. She's having like 50 conversations with other guys. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that she's not interested in you. It could, maybe you said something that turned her off. I don't know, but good chances she forgot about you and she just ended up with another guy that she was more interested in to begin with or a guy that pulled the trigger sooner. Also, also, you have to remember is that there are women on these apps that will never be interested in actually meeting up with you or anybody. There are women who I've heard admit, this is what I've heard, well, I've had this anecdotally, I've heard women actually tell me, I've also heard this in other places too, women will go on dating apps to seek validation. So they will purely go on a dating app to feel good about guys who are swiping on them and messaging them. And that feels pretty awesome. So they get that validation. And maybe in in that, they talk a little bit, they kind of play around and, and text you a little bit, but then they ghost because they were just never interested at all. All right. So ghosting, if you want to call it ghosting, is very common on dating apps. That's what's happening. Okay. Now, if we move on past there and we go to the text, so let's say you meet a girl on a dating app or you meet a girl in person and you get her number and you start to text her and you're trying to meet up with her. Kind of a similar situation, but it could be different. Okay. So what's happening is You've taken the next step with her. You're like further down the pipeline, so to speak. I know that sounds funny. It's like I'm talking about sales, even though there's a, a lot of very similar parallels with dating and, and sales. But anyway, if you get her number and you're texting her and then she just doesn't respond, I mean, is that ghosting? Again, no, that's not technically ghosting, but she just gave you her number because she did. And who knows? I mean, it could be a million different variations. She didn't really like you to begin with. She changed her mind. She gave you a false number. Who knows? But what if you're texting her on your phone, post-dating app, post-approach, and she does respond to you, but then she ghosts you once you start to ask her to meet up? Similar reason as before. 
You probably got lost in the mix of a bunch of other guys that she's dealing with. She was never that invested in you. I think that's the main point. So if you get a little uh, frustrated that you end up, you know, you end up on the phone with these girls, like you got their number. It's like, what, what, why did you give me your number? Right. It's frustrating. Why did you give me your number? If you're not going to meet up on a date, if you're not going to respond to me, like, I don't understand. Bottom line, she is not invested in you. She didn't spend enough time with you or enough time to become attracted enough to say, you know what? Okay, I'll see this guy again. And that can be for an, a number of reasons too. Maybe she's got other guys she's talking to. Maybe she thought you were only like a little bit attractive. So because of that, she just moved on to somebody else. For whatever reason though, she wasn't as invested. That's why I say sometimes you have to, when it comes to the in-person approaches, you have to spend potentially a little bit more time in the interaction. So if you go up to a woman and you talk to her for two minutes and you try to get her number, two minutes seems like a very long time, but in reality, it's not. So she had those two minutes. She gave you her number. Maybe it was even a real number, but then she realizes later, wait, who is this stranger? I don't even know. I barely know this guy. When If you double, triple, quadruple that, you're talking to her for maybe four or five, six, seven minutes. I know that sounds like ridiculous. Like, really? I just have to talk to her five more minutes than two minutes? But that is a lot longer of a time when you do an in-person approach. Two minutes goes by like that, even though it seems like it's a long time because you're kind of nervous. But you get to five, seven, 10 minutes, at least she gets to feel more of your personality, get a sense of who you are. On a dating app, she gets the sense enough from your profile and a little bit of your messaging. That's why in that case, you're going to have still women who flake and who ghost, but you can still get them on dates. So just a little bit of, of a different situation when you're in person versus on an app. On an app, it's I'm saying this because on an app, it's not like you should message more. Like you would think that'd be the same thing, right? If you're telling me, oh, I should talk more to her in person on an approach, that means I should message her more on a dating app. And not really. There's not only so much messaging you can do for her to feel like a connection towards you. You do like three to four to five messages. That's enough. She gets a sense of who you are from the profile, from the pictures. That should be enough. So that that's where it differs a little bit in the two realms of approaches and, uh, and, and meeting women on the dating app. But again, you give, you, you give her your number. She gives you her number, whatever the case is. You guys are texting. She's not interested in anymore. And so she, she ghosts. That's, that's really it. I should mention too that in the TripAdvice coaching program, our accelerator coaching program, we do help you with having the profile that gets women to want to meet up with you. We do have techniques and systems that have been proven time and time again, where if you have the right things on your profile, you'll get more matches, which gives you more chances at updates and women not ghosting you. We do also teach the approach. So meeting women in person, how to approach, how to get over the approach anxiety, how to get it so you are talking to them for five to 10 minutes and getting them invested in you so that she doesn't ghost you. Go to tripadvicecoaching.com. You can book a call with us. We chat with you. We talk all about coaching to make sure that it's a good fit for you. Okay, so tripadvicecoaching.com. Go check that out. Let's go to the next one. So we talked about she's ghosting you on the dating app. Okay, she's ghosting you after you guys are texting now the next step would be, let's say you guys are on a date. So let's say you make it to the date. 
and you're having this great date, at least you think it's a great date, and then all of a sudden you go to text her and she ghosts you. She doesn't respond or she does respond, but then you text her again to meet up and then she doesn't. Any form of ghosting there, that's happening because you were boring or you were forgettable or you were being too much of a nice guy or all three, which did not create a connection between you and her. So she is somewhat invested at this point because she's met with you. She spent time with you but the investment isn't enough here. You need to have a connection. There needs to be some sort of spark, even just a little bit of chemistry. So women, unfortunately and sadly, will ghost men who they go, okay, that was a shitty date. I didn't like that guy. Didn't feel a connection. He was weird. He was boring. He felt more like nice guy, like this was some sort of friend. I could see myself I could see myself being a friend with this guy. Any of those are potentially, well, it wouldn't be all the above. A girl would not think you're weird and think of you as a a guy to be a, a friend. But that's why she's doing it at that point. So if you're getting a lot of ghosts, if you're getting a lot of ghosts on these dates, so if you keep on going on these dates and these women are not responding to you, clearly you're doing something on the date that might be wrong. Now, little caveat to that. With that being said, even though, even though that might be happening, you have to remember that 90, like 98% of the dates that you're ever going to go on ever or going to lend itself to nothing. (laughs) It's just the reality. This is for women too, by the way. You gotta think about it. If we had a funnel and we put all the girls that you ever talked to (laughs) or swiped on, and then every step of the way as we go down, you're gonna see it funnel. Meaning, you'll talk to a lot of women But how many women will you go on a 10th date with? Very little. So it keeps going down and down less numbers as you keep on funneling. More women you'll talk to, more women you'll talk to, and then women who will end up on text, and then on a first date, second date, third date, fourth date, fifth date, and so on. So most of the women that you meet will not end up in you sleeping with them, You won't like some of them. Some of them won't like you. And that process continues as you go to second, third, fourth, fifth date, sixth date, right? I've been on so many dates I can't even count. First dates. But if I really had to think of how many 10th dates I've been on, I mean, mean, if I really actually sat her and tried, I don't know. I can probably count on two hands. Maybe maybe 15 at the most. I don't even think it's gone that far. Most people haven't. Those, after that, that's like you're getting into like relationship material. So 10 dates plus less women. My point here in saying this to you is don't feel so bad or sad all the time that like, okay, the first dates aren't turning in the second dates and the second dates aren't always turning in the third dates. Like that's natural. That's gonna happen. 
you know, you're not going to be ending up sleeping with a thousand women in the course of your lifetime. I don't know. Maybe you will. Most guys don't. You're not going to be in 30 different relationships. And that's okay. That's the whole point. You're going to sleep with the women that you want to, get into relationships with the women you want to, and it will work out with a handful of them. So you have to go through that first very um, heavy volume, top of funnel stage. Okay. However, zooming back out from the caveat is that if you are though getting a lot of ghosts, women not responding to it all on those first and second dates, you still want to try to do better. You still want to try to improve your game, improve your skill set, be more charismatic, avoid the friend zone, stop being the nice guy, be more interesting in conversation. All those things are things you still want to work on. Even though I'm telling you that it's not going to work out with most women because that's the odds of dating and relationships and sex, you still want to do your absolute best. Okay? All right. So that is after a date. Now, let's say you move to two to three dates. Two to three dates. Maybe even we can say four dates. Why would a woman ghost at that point? What is she thinking at that point? At this point, she did have some interest in you. Investment was there. Maybe you guys ended up sleeping together. So why now is she gone? few possibilities. One, the sex was bad. There was no sexual connection. Someone asked me on the last uh, podcast that I did, same situation that he had. It was very similar. He ended up on a, on a few dates, slept with a girl, and she ghosted him. So possibility sex was bad, or you showed an unattractive trait like neediness. So it's possible that you did something that was needy or you said something strange or you turned her off. Again, a million different variations. But in this case, it's something that you did. It's funny. I go back to when I was heavy into learning pickup and learning game and learning how to meet women and learning dating advice. And me and my friend, my friend and I, who, uh, who we were going out together, he was like my wingman. I remember we had a term, we called it in quotes, like don't fuck up game. Like that was what the name of the game was, like don't fuck up game. So what does that mean? That means that it's like when you get to a point with a woman, when you've slept with her, when you've had probably like three to five dates plus, it becomes less about what do I need to do to get her interested in me? You've already done the work, like the work is done. So at this point, it's like, don't fuck up game. Don't be needy. Don't do something that's going to, uh, I don't know, turn her off in any way, show a side of your personality that's like not attractive. Keep doing what you've been doing. If you do that after date three and four, you're usually pretty good. Unless, of course, you're not interested in her or who knows? You find out something about her that is a red flag. I don't know. Maybe she finds out something about you that's a red flag. There's just something about your life. She learns more about you. There's something that says to her, ooh, I shouldn't be with this guy, which is funny. I think that actually happens less with women. Women tend to be more emotional. Men tend to be a little bit more logical. And so when a woman really likes a guy, 
you know, it's harder for her to find a guy that she can really like. So when she does, usually she sticks around a little bit longer. If you are not a guy who's like specifically fucking something up, but if you might have like a red flag or two, uh, she, she finds that out on date five or six, she might actually keep on going. Sad to say, this is why some women end up in relationships with guys who are like bad boys, who are like literally bad boys who do very bad things to her. It's, it's sad, but you know, they end up sticking around with a guy who's like abusive or just super terrible, evil dude. The ups and downs kind of keep her in. So anyway, that is why a woman is ghosting you after two to three dates. Something went wrong. Something happened where she said, oh, I was wrong about this guy. Okay, next. Can, can it go further down? Yes, it can. What happens if a woman ghosts you after 10 plus dates? Here's what I say. I know my audience. I know you very well. I would assume with great confidence that you weren't doing anything super bad, right? Like I said earlier, like a guy who might be like abusive or evil or just terrible dude. I'm assuming that's not happening. So if that's the case, most likely a woman who's ghosting you after 10 dates plus, it's so rare, but you probably dodged a bullet. Because I've heard of these situations before. And again, this is anecdotal. I don't have stats on this because God, it's so rare. (laughs) But if it does happen, it could be that she has some sort of heavy emotional wounds or emotional issues that are just keeping her from being able to commit to you, being able to attach to you. She might have an avoidant attachment, which means that it it will stress her out to get too close to somebody. And yes, that sounds very counterintuitive, but it does happen. Or I don't know, it's, it's hard to say for sure, but more my point here is that I believe it's more on her if that happened. Unless you did something kind of terrible or you treated her very poorly or somehow you showed this side of you that was so different from the last 10 times. Because think about 10 times, that's a lot of dates. That could be potentially two months of getting to know someone or at least six weeks. So you must have done something pretty intense which I just doubt you're probably doing that. So I'm putting more of the reason absolutely on on her case. And like I said, you dodged a bullet. It's like if a girl's ghosting you after that, it's like, whoa, that's a pretty shitty move. To ghost someone, to, to, to leave someone stranded with no reason after seeing someone for that long, that is scary. But again, it does happen. Uh, Another potential reason is similar to the last one. Maybe after 10 plus dates, you did show a very ugly side of your personality. You were super needy. You know, again, if you were like a little bit needy or the sex was not so bad, after 10 dates, people aren't really ghosting because you spend so much time with them. They usually tell you something. So it's more like you've done something on an extreme level. You were so needy with her. 
you somehow 180'd the whole situation and now you were almost like a complete different person. I don't know, maybe you did that after 10 dates. That's the case there. So yeah, if you ever wanted to know why a woman ghosts you, boom, you have the guide here. I understand that it doesn't give you the the direct answer, right? We'd love for, oh, this is the one specific reason why she did ghost you. I understand that you you still have to do a little bit of, a little bit of work not in all the scenarios but you know maybe after like a couple of dates you do have to do a little bit of digging and self reflection and have some awareness into why this must have happened because there's so many different little reasons of why I've given you those reasons here but then it's up to you to take that and go hmm I wonder if there's anything I could fix. And I know that that's not easy for some people because we can these days fall into victim mode very fast. We can blame the women, we can blame technology, we can blame the the world and the state of affairs and whatever you want to do. And that's fine. Well, it's not fine, but I mean, you can do that. You're just going to lose. Like you're going to lose in life if you do that. Because A... You play victim mode, you're just going to feel like shit. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel angry. You're going to be just flooded with negative emotions. And B, you're not going to learn anything so you can't grow. This is why victim mentality is so bad. And why I despise if anyone does it. Like I said, I said it was fine. No, it's not fine. I take that back. You're going to live a very poor life and you're not going to get to the places you want to be if you just blame other people. And sometimes, I know even sometimes we can blame other people. This is where it gets to like advanced mode, okay? I'm going to teach you. Sometimes we can say like, oh man, you know, this really bad thing happened to me and really, truly was not my fault. I was blindsided by it. Like it just happened. Like this woman completely crushed me, broke up with me, ghosted me, whatever. But I challenge you in those moments, if it were a game, even if it's not true, just as a game that you can just play with yourself for just a second, ask yourself, but maybe there was something I could have done. For example, let's say you end up in a really bad relationship. Everything was going really well and then it just completely screwed you up, messed you up. She broke your heart. She cheated on you. You did everything right. How do we not play victim there? Well, maybe there was a sign. Maybe there was a moment on date three or date 15 where she showed a sign that maybe she wasn't completely stable, that maybe she wasn't the best person, but you overlooked it. So now whose fault is that? You know, lack of a better word, I don't know if we can use the word fault here, but in that case, maybe that was something you could have done. Maybe next time you learn the lesson and go, you know what? I got to watch out for a woman who's doing X, Y, and Z. And there's some sort of yellow flag that I looked over, which now I realize is a red flag, even though she's the one who treated you like crap, divorced you, 
broke up with you, cheated on you, took all your money, whatever it may be, even though you might be purely the victim here, where can you find, can you do better? And 99.999% of the times you can find it. I play this game with myself all the time, all the time in, in my life in business. Uh, I used to in dating, right? I play the game of finding, well, what could I have done better? You know, I, I know that like one thing is, you know, I have a business here, trip advice. We hire people all the time and people come in and out and, and there's times when you hire someone and funny enough, a similar situation kind of, they can ghost you, right? Or they do very poorly. Like you hired someone and they just sucked. Well, you can play victim. Oh my God, this person sucked. They were terrible. We lost all this money. This was bad. No, that's not the problem. The problem is you hired the wrong person. You didn't do the due diligence. You looked over some yellow or red flags. You need to always look back into the situation and figure out what you could have done to be a little bit better. I challenge you to do that all the time. As always, we can help you here. We got coaches on staff that will get you to the place where you are learning how to make sure that you're not playing victim mentality, that you are learning how to look at the dating process and every little step of the way so that you can learn from all your mistakes and be able to optimize the process to meet the most women and attract the most women that you are interested in and also play it safe so you're not with a woman who's going to be a complete disaster. We teach all those things in the TripAdvice Accelerator Coaching Program. TripAdviceCoaching.com is where you need to go to learn more about that. And now... I want to get into questions. Q&A. You guys have been emailing in trip at tripadvice.com. You've been putting in the subject line podcast question that lets me know that it's here to answer on the podcast. So let's dive in. This one is from Christopher. Hey, Trip, I have a question. When meeting up with a girl for the first date, should you go in for a hug? Part of me feels like it's a good way to break the touch barrier, but it also seems like it could be setting more of a friend tone. Any feedback would be appreciated. Thank you, Christopher. Christopher, great question. Absolutely go for a hug. That's actually one of my rules. Always go for a hug. Always go for a hug on the first date. It's the exact opposite of friend zone. Think about it this way. You're not going to go in for the kiss on a first date and the very first time you're meeting her, right? Because you're talking about the touch barrier. So yeah, you're not going to do that. But what happens if you do nothing? I would think nothing is more closer to friend zone, like shaking her hand or, I don't know, waving or saying hello or being stiff, not breaking the touch barrier at all. That to me is like, that's even worse than friend zone. That's like no attraction zone. That's like nothing. It's like, it's, it's very, it's very neutral. It doesn't help create that potential romantic connection between you two. So yes, 100% absolutely go for the hug, do it on the first date. I don't care if you met her on an approach or a dating app. 
especially if you met her on a dating app, especially because there you guys haven't even talked. Like she doesn't even know you in person. So it's like, why not go for the hug so you can start to create more of that connection faster because you've already created some of that connection if you didn't approach. It's possible even you gave her a hug or broke the touch barrier when you first met her in person on an approach. So this is now just continuing it. Okay, now it's like, hey, what's going on? You give her a hug. So I don't want it to go so far where you end up not even touching her until like midway or even towards the end of the first date. So use that as a first opportunity to break the touch barrier. So there you go, Christopher. Hope that helps. Here is one from Andy. Hi, Trip. I came across you last fall after my first date a few years after my breakup with my ex-girlfriend. I thought this date went very well, but she texted me saying she didn't feel a connection. I was surprised. I thought we had a lot of chemistry and had tons in common. I'm 40 and she's a little older than me and remember her saying she was very picky. I tried to convince her to give me another shot, but no. However, within a day of listening to your content, I knew almost all the mistakes I made on our coffee date. I let her choose the table. I wore sunglasses sitting outside, but probably still could have made better eye contact. I'm sure I did not practice good uh, voice tonality. I can get excited in good conversation. Before I met her, I also remember texting her about being down in the dumps about something. And I know from you now that that is a huge attraction killer. I can go on and on about my mistakes. Anyways, I can't tell you how much I love your podcast and how it has made my life better. Awesome, man. I deleted Bumble and have started doing a few cold approaches at the grocery store and my gym. So far, I'm trying to get comfortable getting over my social anxiety and just practice prolonged eye contact, having better posture, making sure my smile is genuine, not clownish, and mirroring things she'll say and trying to remember to flirt, etc. My question after all of this is... Should you only ask for a woman's number after you get a few signs of attraction? Thank you so much, Trip. You're the man, Andy. Andy, um, first of all, what a fantastic, fantastic um, little little email here. Just looking over it again. And for those of you who, whether you're watching or listening. Um, rewind what I'm not going to say it again, but rewind there all the mistakes that he made because that is so crucial. Like you can take notes there. So yeah, this is great, man. I'm glad that this is working for you. I'm glad that your life is better. I'm glad that you're getting back out there. All good stuff. Yeah, it's very interesting. I bet you, first of all, women, women over 40 are more picky. However, they're not picky enough. Because if you know how to really pull the attraction triggers, like I teach you on the podcast, like I teach you in my hooked program, like I teach you in, in the coaching program, that pickiness goes out the window. You got her. Okay. So now to answer your question, should you only go for a woman's number after you got a few signs of attraction? No, you should always ask for her number. Okay. There's a few rules here, guys. There's a few rules. It's interesting because 
There are other coaches out there, pickup artists, people who talk about signs that she's interested, IOIs, indicators of interest, as, as they say, choosing signals. That's one that's come out in the past five years. Fuck all of that. All of that is honestly a big waste of time because you'll never know 100% whether or not the woman is interested in you ever by mind reading it. Let me, let me just say, yeah, you will know, but you won't know by mind reading, by looking at signals, by looking at, at indicators. You can have a good guess. In fact, you might guess fairly right, potentially, but not all women will be reacting the same to you when they like you. For example, some women will throw out lots of choosing signals and indicators of interest. They'll touch you. They'll smile. You'll have a great conversation up only to find out after this approach, she's got a boyfriend. What? I thought this girl was totally into me. Ah, Maybe she was, but she had a boyfriend. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe this girl is actually really shy. She's not showing you any indicators of interest at all. She's barely even able to hold conversation. But then you just throw the dart at the dartboard, see if it hits. You ask her out. You ask her for a number. She says yes. And you're like, holy cow, I can't believe she said yes. Maybe you're texting a girl on an app and she's giving you like three word answers. And then you're like, oh, I don't know. I guess I'll ask her out. And then she gives you her number. What? What happened there? Bottom line is, you don't ever know 100% whether or not a girl is interested in you. That's why you always have to ask her out. You always have to be the one getting her number. You always have to be the one going for the kiss, moving things forward. Because they might not be showing you the actual specific exact signs. You don't know for sure. Same thing on the other end. Don't get too excited just because she's giving you lots of indicators of interest, just because she's touching you a lot or whatever. That doesn't mean she's interested. She might even have a boyfriend. You just don't know. So what do you do? Don't even bother guessing. Don't even bother thinking about it. You don't need to think about this anymore. It doesn't matter. Instead, to know for certain, just take action. Don't guess. Take action. See what happens. See if she says yes. And by the way, I tell guys this too. Like, even if you go up to a girl and like you talk to her for 90 seconds after an approach, you might in your head go, oh, 90 seconds, like there's no way she's gonna like me after that. Like I shouldn't even bother. You don't know. There are times when I've been able to get a number from a woman in a minute. And even still, in my head, I'm like, there's no way this is gonna land to a date. And it does. I'm not saying you should only talk to women for one minute and go and approach. That's not the best. It's not the best method. It's not the best practice. But point is, is you can't guess. Take action. Make it happen. Go for it. Don't wait for the signs. All right. One more question. Let's get into it. Hi, Trip. My name is... Charles B. Hope you're doing well. 
I had this strange situation, which could be a good topic for your podcast. By the way, I live in Quebec. Your podcasts are well listened here too. Your podcasts are well listened here too. Okay. Okay. I met a girl once like eight years ago when she had a boyfriend and I had a girlfriend. Now I have been single for more than five months. I saw her on Facebook and found out that she's single too. So I thought it was a good time to get to know her. I added her on Facebook and she added me back and we start chatting. Okay, everything was going well. I asked her for a date. She replied positively. Just before the date, she canceled saying her boss needed her for the weekend. The next week, she texts me back to plan the date again. Two hours before the date, she canceled again saying the truth was that she was too anxious, having a panic attack and she couldn't do it. I answer... There was no rush and to text me back when she feels better, which she did for a third date. And guess what? She canceled again 15 minutes before. Oh my gosh. Uh, Saying again that she was too nervous and not able to come. I told her that I understand to text me when the moment will be right for her. I don't know why. It seems like I make her really shy and nervous. I know you will probably tell me to move on and that she clearly has an issue. And I agree completely. But for some strange reason, I really want to make it happen. Do you have any suggestions to make it happen? Charles. Charles, you answered your own question here. But I want to go into this mindset here, okay? But yes, first, yeah, she has issues. Like, dude, red flag. This is what I was talking about earlier, right? It's like, you, you got to recognize those red flags and you're not. You're not recognizing it. You are going off of your emotions. You're not thinking logically here. You're only thinking through, oh, this girl is attractive. And also, also, you said you met her once eight years ago and she had a boyfriend. So what's happened is you've created a story in your head. You have what I call false investment. What's false investment? You are invested in her in a way that is it's like tricking you. It's like not real investment. It's just this made up story because you've known her for so long. So the only reason why you're saying, quote, for some strange reason, I really want to make it happen. It's not strange. It's because you've mentally invested yourself into this woman only because you've known her for so long, but you don't really know her. In fact, well, now you do. She's showing her true colors. She flaked on you three times and she's giving a very strange reason. And you know what? This is one of those situations where I believe her. I don't think this is an excuse. I believe her completely. I think that she is nervous. She's shy. I think she has literal anxiety, like clinical anxiety. And... First of all, I would predict that if you went on a date with her, you'd probably have a a rough time. I bet you she's maybe a little strange. She doesn't have her shit together, it looks like. Or you'd be with her, you'd have a really good time, but then her anxiety would show up later on in the relationship. Or she would try to go on a second date with you and then she would cancel again and flake again. and, And who knows, man? So like, what are you trying? What are you trying to make happen here? Like, what is it? because she's cute, because you've tricked yourself, because you've known her for so long, even though you don't really know her. You know, it's interesting too is, because I've been in this situation, I can talk to this, is that 
Sometimes we become more invested in false investment in people when we do cold approaches. It's interesting. I wonder if that's ever happened to you before. Write a comment down below if it has. You like, you like a girl a little bit more or you think you do, okay? It's false. You think you like her more because you cold approached her. And that's a little bit of a harder thing to do. And it's a little bit more romantic. It's such a more unique circumstance, especially like a daytime approach. So you romanticize it. You create this false investment which is actually very vapid, like it has no substance in it, but you're creating substance. So then you try to make it happen. You try to stick around longer or whatever it may be. Do not do that. That will get you into trouble, Charles. Do not do it. So yeah, I, I hope that helps. And, and that's some, hopefully some mindset shifts there too. So like you don't want this. This is not the person for you. Move on, learn the lesson. Don't deal with women or flaky like that. Thank you so much for writing in, Charles. Everyone else who has written in, you can write into trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. I will answer it here on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. And of course, I'll talk to you on the next episode.